You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast, episode number 84. This episode is sponsored by Eric Sue Insider, an online community where you get advice and tips from Eric Sue on weekly conference calls. Learn more at slash insider and how you can get started. Hey there, it's Eric Sue, and I wanted to personally thank you for listening to my podcast. If you are new, welcome. If you are a longtime listener, I appreciate your continued support. Did you know your review on iTunes and Stitcher helps grow this podcast? Well, it does, so write a review today. Not into writing a review? Then maybe you would like to make a small donation. You can do so by clicking the Be My Patron Podbean link on my podcast page. Finally, helping others is the name of the game, so help a friend by sharing this podcast with them. Let's keep this movement growing. Now on to the show. Health tips and useful wellness advice without the hype. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast with inspiring guests and engaging fitness, nutrition, and the healthy living topics. You will be entertained and excited until the end. And now your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. We have a super cool and outgoing personal trainer with us today. His name is Alex Veleski. Our topic is called Wellness 101, How to Be Healthy and Well. So without any delay, let me introduce you all to Alex. Alex, are you ready to make it happen? You know it. Alex Veseleski is the founder of a mind and body total fitness and certified personal trainer. As a two-time cancer survivor, it is his never-give-up attitude that has led him to be an advocate of health and wellness both here in the U.S. as well as Macedonia, where he championed a free clinic for those in need. He currently donates his time as a mentor for the Emeryn Angels organization as an auxiliary board member of Bare Necessity Pediatric Cancer Foundation, mentor and public speaker for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, and is an official crew member for Core Power. Alex, that was just a little bit about who you are. Would you be able to share a little bit more with our audience and how you got started? Absolutely. So I've always been interested in health and wellness, uh, particularly from an athletic standpoint, um, playing sports my whole life. But it wasn't until I was 17 and I was diagnosed with cancer the first time that I realized that I can finally take, I guess you'd say, my life in my own hands, starting with nutrition and and sport-specific exercise, and as well as just functionality, um, I really uh, dove into understanding just the human body, not just my own, but the biomechanics and kinesiology as well. From there, um, I really decided to put my efforts towards becoming an expert in, in the field and making sure that I wore as many hats um, within the health and wellness field as I could because I believe that if people were ever going to come to me for my beliefs, opinions, and uh, eventual uh, expertise, then I wanted to make sure that I, I knew exactly what I was talking about and that they could get a well-rounded approach to their health and wellness. I graduated Indiana University pretty quickly because when I was diagnosed the first time, I ended up uh, losing my athletic scholarship there due to the inability to play, and I got a um, an academic scholarship. So, as that 
came about, um, and I was sick. I didn't know that I was going to be able to finish uh, before uh, I potentially passed away. They didn't give me much time. Uh, they didn't know. They really didn't understand my cancer at the time. So mm. I just wanted to to pass away with a degree and be the and set um, set the tone for my family and, and younger cousins that um, you know education is important. Well, it turns out I ended up surviving. So I graduated in just about two and a half years from the university with my degree in biology and psychology. Hmm. Came to Chicago um, and went to grad school for clinical psychology. And it was then where I really started working as a personal trainer to help, you know, with my finances living in a big city. Um, and I really picked everyone's brains. Uh, you know, people who were several years older than me, been in the industry for 20, 30 years, to really understand what's going on and, and where it's going and, you know, where it hasn't gone for that matter. So it's been about 15 years worth of experience. Um, I started my company four years ago with, with all of the, the grassroots um, mentality and mantra of making sure that there's a well-rounded approach that really helps the wellness. And there's a fingerprint approach to everyone's wellness as well. Because everyone's unique and has unique needs. And that means that they're programs to get healthier should be just as unique as themselves. So that's what this is all about. That's what I do um, to make a difference and to make sure that everyone has a great experience through, through the process or their journey. Excellent. Good story. Um, you know, I have this question I ask my audience, or I, I should say ask my guests for my audience, and you may have said it, but what's one cool or unique fact about yourself? Well, the unique or cool fact about myself is that I am a two-time cancer survivor. And it may sound very odd to say, but it's the best thing that ever happened to me. It's what allowed me to change my mentality, my mindset, and what helped me realize that I need to leave a legacy behind. So all the information and, and education that I've gotten and the experience that I've had, um, I want to give to other people. I want to create sustainability and health and wellness in their mind and body. Um, so I think that that's why that's one of the coolest facts because it's literally changed my life for the better. Absolutely. And I think I said it in our pre-show conversation that that is very inspiring what you've gone through and now you're giving back in a way to help others. So that's really cool. Thank you. So let's dive into this topic of Wellness 101, as we call it, how to be healthy and well. For sure. And um, when, when people approach you and ask you about health and fitness and health and wellness in general, how do you describe it to those people, in your opinion? Right. Well, I think the, the best way to put it to, to people is there is no cookie-cutter approach to this. You have to discover you first. You have to understand what it is that you need. You have to create a process map for your life and for what you want. And what I typically do is I'm a very hands-on individual, and I'm a visual learner as well. And I think a lot of people... Are. And I like to draw it out, and I like to tell them to visualize a map that shows them start and finish. So we can start and we can work backwards. We look at your long-term goal. What is that? Maybe it is you want to lose weight, or maybe you want to get fit, or maybe you finally want to get a six-pack that you you know, had at the New Year's resolution for the last 15 years and it just mm -hmm. never happened. Well, we start backwards. We label that. We say, hey, this is a long-term goal. This is what we really, really, really want. And we work backwards. You say, what are those short-term goals that can lead to you achieving that? You know, the nutrition, 
you know, it'll be going to the gym how many days a week, going to be maybe hiring a professional to help you create a program and, and train with. Um, you know, it could be any number of things. Then we look at those sorts of goals and see how does that make sense. Then we go in look at even smaller, a very ma- uh, micro level and say, hey, what are those interventions that we can employ to reach those short-term goals? Because if we don't look at uh, health and wellness from a sustainable uh, approach, it'll be very overwhelming. And we have to look at it. One of the, the mantras I've always had, especially when I was sick and fighting for my life, it was dream big, get small, get there fast. So, yeah, we can dream as big as you want, and I love that. I love that drive and that passion. That's just going to help fuel that fire. But we're going to scale small. We're going we're gonna to build this house. We're creating a great foundation. Then we're going to put the walls up. Then we're going to put the roof on. You put the roof on first because it's going to fall and we're going to get overwhelmed really quickly. So that's what I'm saying. You know, you have to look at your health and wellness from a personal process. You have to create it. You have to find your own GPS. Because if you, you know, you can tell me you want to go somewhere, but until you put that address in, we're not going to get there. So we have to, we, we have to create that GPS system, um, for it to actually work. So I think that's how you have to look at health and wellness if you want it to be successful. Excellent. Great advice and great analogy using the GPS. I really love it. Um, as far as what someone can do today, if they're kind of maybe depressed about their situation or even lost their New Year's resolution as we record this, this is early 2016, what could you tell them? How could they get back on track? Well, um, we have to be honest with ourselves. Um, depending on what your resolution is, we have to realize, well, what have we done? What haven't we done up to this point? Um, and sometimes we have to bite that bullet and say, you know, there is a reason why people like me exist. Personal trainers exist all over the world, and, you know, we have some really great ones in the city of Chicago. Um, so reach out. And not all personal trainers are going to charge you just to, you know, consult with them. You know, maybe you just need to, you know, feel the temperature or the water first. Um, there's no sense in jumping at two feet to see how deep the water is. Just put your toe in and see. Maybe you can understand what it is that you need, or maybe you can start finding out things that you didn't even know. Um, so being honest with yourself uh, is, is key. Um, sometimes one of the other key things is if you actually do have this goal and you're finding yourself not following it or, or heading in the right direction, sometimes calling it out. You know, using social media as that outlet. Hey, you know what? My goal, and you announce it to everybody, so it increases your level of accountability. Because now people know you have this, so you've announced it and you made it real. Um, maybe you tell your friends and family, hey, this is my goal. Help keep me accountable. Maybe you create a vision board. Um, but ultimately, you need to have a, you know, a, a proper plan and understand that it's not going to come from a magazine or just Googling it, that it has to be for you. So hopefully you can find something. There's so many of us out there that you can go and reach out to and ask a, a, a quick question to for free, send an email to. I know I, I get emails all the time. I have no problem answering questions for free, you know. Um, even on Facebook, I get some questions, and I have no problem. Um, that's what it's all about. Um, I would love to help them, you know, with the program, of course. But hey, if I can just get you pointing in the right direction first, you know, again, it goes back to the dream big, scale small, get there fast. You know, maybe I can help you start that dream. And you know, if you work with me, great. If you don't, just know that you got to work with someone that knows what they're doing, and it will help you along the way and respect you. Very good, very good. Um, I, I'm wanting to maybe dive into a little bit of your story uh, about the two-time cancer survivor story a little bit, and maybe you can shed some light. And want to, I want to shine you a little bit more. And what, what kind of things did you go through? If you can kind of just talk about that a little yeah. bit. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So, for the first time doing 17, I mean, I know when you're 17, you think that you know it all and you have the world by by the balls, but you really mm. don't. And you're actually, you're still a kid, technically speaking. And, you know, at 17, I didn't know what I didn't know. And I went through chemo and, you know, they thought they had it figured out. And I went through chemo for about two and a half years. And I was in remission. And then on my 25th birthday, it came back again, but it came back uh, exponentially. So I was at uh, stage 3B, which is pretty intense for those cancer survivors out there or for those who have experience with loved ones with cancer. They only have that's pretty intense. And they gave me, you know, less than a year to live. And they told me to get my things in order um, to wrap my mind around that. Um, and I decided that that wasn't going to be my story. So I started going back to some, some nutrition that I know, uh, hypocrisy-style nutrition. So letting my food be my medicine and, and really embracing positive thoughts. Um, so I went through chemo again the second time, radiation, a drug now that was developed. Uh, not the first time around, but now the second time, called Reflexin. Um, and I went through a stem cell transplant. Um, all very intense things. Uh, going through a stem cell transplant, you're in a hospital for over 40 days just to make sure your blood counts are back up and that your immune system is strong enough mm-hmm. so you can be out in the, the natural world. Through my process of going through cancer and, bat- and battling, I went from weighing about 235 pounds to about 155 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I lost it all. Um, literally felt like the world was against me and that I had no no options, no chance of going back. And for an athlete, for someone who's, you know, been a bodybuilder and, and go through this and to lose it, it's, it's kind of what they call it, reverse anorexia. Um, mm-hmm. You actually start feeling even more tiny than you are and no matter what you do, you can't achieve this um, and get back to it. So I relate my story to a lot of people. I mean, I may not have, not have ever been overweight to get a loser. But I know what it's like to have a roadblock in front of you and feel like it's so overwhelming that where do you start? How do I even begin to reach my goal or get back to where I once was? Um, how do I collect all those thoughts that are buzzing around my head and start putting them in order? Um, because cancer is. It's, it's, it's hard on you. It's hard on those around you. It's exhausting. It's, it's mentally draining. But if you, if you make a promise to yourself, that you're going to do everything you can to win, um, you are, then you already have won. And I like to share that with everybody, thinking it, it, everybody, you know what, cancer affects us all. It doesn't necessarily have to be at a cellular level and actually cancer. Cancer can be in our environment. Cancer can be mm-hmm. a relationship. Cancer can be our battle with weight loss or weight, you know, or, or getting fit uh, or building muscle. It could be anything that gets in our way that multiplies negativity on top of negativity and holds us back from living life. Hmm. So, for me, my message to everybody is, you know, yeah, I battled cancer. And it, 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 in the moment, it sure did. It, it sure sucked. And um, it was, you know, not every day was easy. I mean, not, you know, and looking back, very few days were easy, to be honest with you. But everything worth it in life is hard to obtain. If it was easy, then we'd all have it and we wouldn't put such value on it. Your health alone must be something you value just like we value other things in this world, uh, because it's all we have. You know, we're so, um, when we get these, you know, we love nice cars, luxury cars, sports cars, and when you open up that fuel door, it says 93 octane, premium fuel only. And people say, hey, I have to put this gas in there. That's what it tells me. Look at this car, high performance. Yet when we take our, our own body to the kitchen, 
we're not worried about putting 93 grade oxygen mm-hmm. in. We're looking at 87. We're looking at the lowest grade possible because, you know, either we don't care or we want to indulge in the McDonald's or the mm-hmm. crappy food. And we treat our cars better than we treat the most amazing machine in the world. And it's a shame. And we have to start embracing ourselves and loving ourselves to the point where we're willing to do what it takes to get healthy and well. And it's not just from a physical standpoint, it's from a mental standpoint. And that's why I believe in giving all I have is all my clients. Um, you know, it's, I'm not just their trainer that hour that we meet. I'm their trainer seven days a week, uh, 365 days a year. Even when the, even when our, our packages are over, I still want to hear from you and I'm mm-hmm. still there for you. And that, that's what this is all about. And I think that that's how people can really look at it and say, hey, I am worth it. And my efforts will be worth it. And is it going to be hard? Sure. Are there going to be days that are hard to be motivated? Sure. But that's why sometimes it's okay to ask for help. Um, and, that's, and that's why, you know, trainers exist because we're there to help. We're there to motivate. We're there to push you and you don't think you can do it anymore. We're there to encourage you and also empower you and make you this great person that you really are. Um, that maybe you don't see it yourself, but, you know, I see it. You know, I tell my clients, they say, oh, Alex, you're so great. You know, you're, you're in shape. You're so positive. Well, yeah, I, I, I thank them for saying that. And I tell them, well, you think I'm great and you see all these great things about me and that I'm successful or, you know, I'm so positive. And then I say the same thing about you. Through proxy, you believe in yourself as well. So you can't just believe in me and then not believe in what I say. Because I believe in every one of my clients. I believe in those who aren't even my clients. They just have to have that opportunity. And if they believe in me and I believe in them, then it goes full circle. It's very sickness. And through proxy, they must believe in themselves. They just have to be ready to admit it. So, so not to cut you off, Alex, that was really good. And for all my listeners, you know, go back and rewind the last five minutes or so. And, and if you need some inspiration, that there you go. That's some inspiration for you. Um, what I'm wondering too, Alex, is like what specific little details can you share with our audiences to like maybe the self-talk or maybe what you did specifically uh, when you were at your low point? Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things I did, especially when I was in the hospital, um, my my room in the hospital, like I said, I was in there for well over a month. Um, I had posted notes all over my bedroom, or all not my bedroom, my, my hospital room. <laughs> it says that I, w- I will get out of here. I will get up. I will be better. I will get stronger. Um, I even, in the bathroom, I had a dry erase marker that I had on the nurse's right on the mirror with dry erase marker you know, with positive thoughts every day, something different every day. You know, some of these things sound cheesy if you say, oh, yeah, whatever. But you'd be surprised the power of a suggestion, the power of positivity is in your face. It will, it, it does help. Um, I even created a vision board. I had the nurses bring me magazines and I, uh, I cut things out. I pasted them on a small little, uh, little poster board and had them hang it. Uh, they had like a little notes board that you could put in your, in your room based on like your, your medications, you need to have them stack it up to that as well. So I saw it every day. Uh, some of the pictures were of me, myself before, um, and some of it were just actions and people being outside hiking or just enjoying the world. And I had that there so I could see it every day to know that I was going to achieve that. So that's at my lowest point. I had to create the positivity and, and put that out there in the universe so that it could be put right back into me. Because negativity breeds negativity. And if I was ever going to get something to be put back into me, then I had to, I had to be worth it. And if I was going to be worth it, then that means I had to show worth to the universe. And I had to show positivity. And I had to, against all odds, 
be willing to to strive for that excellence and to, to be willing to take my lump, but face that my reality is going to be what I create, not what someone tells me, not what, what cancer said it was, not how crappy I felt when I woke up in the mornings or even the evenings when I couldn't sleep. I had to literally build up a structure that was so solid that I believed in it myself. Um, because at the end of the day, no matter how hard I was, I was fighting and how hard the, my supporters, uh, friends and family loved ones were trying to fight for me, at the end of the day, I had to be the one on the field. I had to, I had to win the game myself. And I wasn't going to win with a negative attitude. So I, I'm, what I'm getting here, Alex, is like you, you, you want to help, uh, or I guess the message is people need to help themselves. People need to own it. Stay positive because negativity it doesn't get us anywhere. And the self-pity party just is even worse. And so you kept it positive. You kept going forward, and you had big dreams. Is that pretty much the big big picture with that dream board, I should say? I, I think so. I think that's really a good way to put it, but also to not be afraid or feel that it lessens who you are to ask for help. You know, it's okay to ask for help. Um, yeah. I had to, and we, we all have to. There's helping hands out there for a reason. Very good. Excellent advice. Cool. Excellent. Um, so, so what can you tell us, you know, not to shift gears too much, but what can you tell us about your business overall? Yeah. Well, my company is created to uh, bring convenience to you, right? I mean, I have a location where people can come to me for their for their training, but at the end of the day, it's just about bringing fitness and wellness to you. So wherever you live, um, I create a program for you. Now, I have clients that are in Germany, so we do a lot of virtual training, a lot of Skype and FaceTime training, supported with uh, video that they follow along with some other notes. Um, but, you know, like I said, there's, it's about creating no excuses to achieve the best use. So um, I like to create the convenience of health wellness and show you that there is no way that you can say, I don't have the time for this or, um, you know, I travel too much. Well, I create that for you. I take out the anxiety. I take out the difficult processes that are involved in creating a program or following a program by letting you understand that for a while you can lean on me as I teach you the method to helping yourself. Excellent answer. And, um, you know, we'll get to uh, all your contact information a little bit later. I just have a few other questions for you. Um, time guy, time flies so fast, we're already like 22 minutes in. So um, let me ask you this. You know, what three fitness tips or health and wellness tips can you share with our audience for them to take home and maybe put into action today? Well, I think what the number one thing is treat your body like a temple. Um, fuel it with the most uh, amazing nutrition you can. Uh, bioavailable foods that are there and reduce sugar. Uh, sugar is one of the biggest problems that we have in terms of our nutrition. Just for a, a, a key note here, in one cancer cell, there's 16 times the insulin receptors versus the healthy cell, which means that cancer is fueled by sugar alone. So understand that that's just one little fact about sugar, but it's a very intense fact. So putting the right nutrition in your body is key. Getting out there, doing it, you know, I, 
you know, whatever it is, just be active, you know, and take that first step. I don't care if it's on a treadmill, I don't care if it's uh, just a walk uh, around your neighborhood. Start. Make the commitment to start. And then maybe the other uh, tip would be let people know about your goal because it's empowering and it's putting it out there to the universe and letting people know that I'm going to do this. And if you make it real for yourself, then you're more likely to actually follow through with it because other people are going to be aware of it and you're going to be even more aware of it. Excellent, excellent tips. You know, I really believe in what you put in your body, what is the phrase you are, what you consume or eat and definitely um staying active and be consistent with it i think you would add to that right um and then finally, oh yeah absolutely and then finally having the support system um to really um, bring you up if things do not go the way you want there's always going to be setbacks i just written a blog about it there's always going to be setbacks but if if you have a support system that can get you back up that is always beneficial too absolutely um and so, just real quick here, I, I read in your bio that you do this, um, uh, what is it called, uh, donate your time to the Emmerman Angels organization and all this stuff that you do. Can you just talk about a little bit of what you do? Yeah, so Emmerman Angels is a great organization started by one of my really good friends, Johnny Emmerman, and what it does is it pairs cancer survivors and caregivers um, with other people in the same situation. So I'm a mentor to other individuals facing cancer around my age. Um, they try to pair you up with individuals with the same type of cancer that you had. Um, so I can create hope and I can be there for questions because I've been there, done that, and I can understand it. Because one of the things you you go through uh, battling cancer is it's hard to really explain it to people what it feels like and what you're going through. Sometimes they just don't get it. So what it is, is it's literally pairing up with someone who gets it, who's willing to listen to you and, and, and be there for you when you're going through the tough times. Um, and, you know, I traveled to New York to see some of my, uh, some of my mentors, our mentees in uh, Michigan, wherever they're at. I'll do whatever I can to be there for them because I, I know what it's like to, to kind of feel alone at times. Um, it's a wonderful organization. Uh, for Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, I travel and I speak to uh, global uh, global uh, business leaders about you know what cancer is, how they can get involved. I've also uh, spoken to companies that create um, substrates for testing for cancer, whether it's blood or other cellular uh, mechanisms, so that they understand how much that they actually are doing to help. Um, I spoke at the Museum of Science Industry and so there are 1,500 global leaders for companies that create uh, systems to test blood to make sure uh, cancer patients are able to go through chemo therapy and other therapies. Um, you know, I lend myself to uh, Leukemia Lymphoma Society because I did. I had not had lymphoma, and if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here today. I literally, uh, through their research and uh, the treatment technologies uh, that they were able to come up with and fund, I am literally here today because of that. And then finally, Bear Necessities Pediatric Cancer Foundation is another foundation that's dear to my heart. Uh, Kathleen Casey is the founder of it. She lost her son to uh, cancer when he was really young, and she started this foundation to help families uh, cope and deal with cancer, and, and it also helps research for pediatric cancer. That there's only been two new drugs in the last 20 years for uh, pediatric cancer. They're very much so different than adult cancers, um, and they get almost no funding from the government at all. 
Uh, so I also go out and travel to schools and other uh, organizations to talk about what their necessities does and help people to make a difference um, in the world of pediatric cancer. Um, because technically, at 17, I was still diagnosed with pediatric. Mm. Uh, so I, I kind of live both sides of the coin in that regard. So um, I do believe in paying it forward. I mean, um, I went through everything I went through, and I wouldn't be here today if I didn't have support from so many different people, whether it's just living, surviving, starting my company, and any other thing that I do. I wouldn't be here without the support and um, love from so many people that helped me become successful. Excellent, excellent. I, I was going to ask you real quick too, Alex, and, and um, is your cancer in remission, and is there ever going to be another occurrence, do you know or no? So I am... Um, I'll be eight years in remission, uh, or well, actually, I'm can't, considered cancer-free now. Um, remission is five years. I'm uh, seven years last year. It'll be eight years, April 17th. Um, there's no signs of it coming back. Um, and the food and the nutrition that I put in my body and a positive mindset, I'm staying hopeful that I, I'm almost certain that it won't. And if it does, I'm just as ready to battle it again if I have to. Right, right. Awesome. Well, I hope it doesn't, and I know it, you're doing everything to prevent it, and that's just, uh, the key. Um, and so thank you so much for that information. Now, the most important part, how do people get a hold of you? Well, you can check my website out at www.amdpf.com. You can follow me on Facebook at Amine Vital Fitness, um, as well as Alex S. Bethlehem. My email is alex at amdpf.com. And with any questions they have, you can feel free to ask away. Um, also, follow me on Instagram at MindBodyShy. Very good, very good. Um, Alex, this was a quick 30 minutes, as usually is. Your uh, inspiration, and really enjoyed this. I know a lot of my audience members will get value out of this. I really appreciate your time, Alex. We may have to do this again and maybe talk about another topic, but uh, this was great. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, it's Eric Sue again. Before I close the show, I'm excited to announce an upcoming three-part series with Dr. Andrew Hopkins about fitness, nutrition, and living a healthy lifestyle. Dr. Andrew was on episode number 30 if you missed his first show with me. This three-part series will be released in early March, so look out for it. Now to the close. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsue.com for full recaps of every show and Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living is waiting for you, so stay active and be safe.